The Auburn Tigers travel to Nashville to participate in the Music City Bowl. Let's talk about it on this live edition of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. Let's go. What's up, Auburn family? I missed you guys, man. I hope everybody had a Merry Christmas, bro. I'm your host, Dustin Smith, joined as always by my guy, Blake Lane. And Blake, like I said, man, I hope everybody had a good holiday. We have signed our top 10 recruiting class. Still a big fish out there that we're trying to reel in in February. But now it is time to set our sights to Nashville. Auburn has not won a ball game since 2018. We've lost three in a row. We've lost seven of our last 10. But hey, the last one we did win, we thumped Purdue's ass up in Nashville. So let's see if let's see if we got to get back to the Music City to get that uh, get that mojo back rolling, right, brother? How are you today, man? And how was your Christmas? Well, Christmas was great. I got to see my son and my daughter open up gifts uh, Christmas morning, and that's a blessing for me. Um, you know, my daughter, uh, you know, me and her mother aren't together, and so I get every other Christmas. So uh, this year was. Uh, this year was mine and and uh, it was special man because it was like really the first year i got to see her like really get into it you know uh so that was special to me and then my, my little boy levi he's only five months but you know it, it was still like his first christmas and yeah, the pictures sure. and everything it was awesome man so um you know got, got to spend some family time with my brother and my parents and everything and and my wife and her family up in monroeville and and so uh, it was. It was a great weekend. Couldn't ask for any better, right? And and then today I, I get on Twitter and I see Ryan Ryan Williams wearing mm. Auburn gear, and you know we get going with with the Gumps, and uh, they're a little <laughs> pissed off and everything, and and we're getting after them and talking about you know uh, you got Hugh Freeze pulling up in minivans at Perry Thompson's house and. And yellow fella dropping bags, you know, I love, I love throwing that little picture on Twitter. So, man, it's a great time. You know, we got the bowl game coming up Saturday. I just couldn't ask for more exciting times on the Plains. The basketball team, they're rolling. Oh, yeah. You know, they got a nightcap Saturday night. Uh, so, it's just special times, man. A, a great part of the year where, you know, people, they want to downplay these bowl games, Dustin. And I think there's been some great matchups, been some great games. And and we see guys sitting out and opting out and, you know, Maryland and, and Tonga Valoa, he, he's opting out and, you know, it is what it is. I'm not sure why, but, uh, you know, kudos to him. Congrats. Uh, you know, hope you make it as far as you can, brother. So uh, I, I do think the, the bowl season has been a blast. There's been a lot of tight games. TJ Finley playing right now for Texas mm -hmm. State. Um, I, I believe they're still up. I don't have it on in front of me, but uh, you know, I'm just I'm just having a time, man. Ready for the new year, 2024 Auburn. I think that's going to be a fun Auburn. I think we can get back to some winning ways in 2024, brother. Yeah, for sure. Uh, basketball season in 2024, like you said, we're hot, so we got a lot to look forward to there. Me and you are very, very high on the baseball team chances here coming up in 2024. So yeah, yeah. we got a lot. Uh, Teresa says that Texas State is up 24 to 21. Real quick, before I get to the comments, I wanted to shout out on South Alabama Jags because yeah. you can win a bowl game and then you can do that. 
And yeah. that's that's how you show up and show out. So uh, congrats to the Jags, man. It's showing a little uh, love to you to your guys up there in Mobile, bro, because they put they put it on them. And then Eastern Michigan did not handle the beatdown well. So let me tell y'all something. When you come to Mobile, all right, you can't you can't go with a guy like that, all right? Because <laughs> not only did you get whooped on the field, but what did you expect to happen off the field? All right. You can't come at somebody like that uh, all over a face mask. And you were still salty that you got beat uh, by, by what, 46, 40, whatever. Off of them. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it was. I can't remember the final score. Uh, but, you know, man, South Alabama, they showed out first ever bowl win in mm-hmm. that program's history. And they've only been around for 10 to 15 years, something like that. So, uh, you know, Congrats to that program. I'm, I'm super proud of Mobile, Alabama, and and all the talent in this area, man. It's good to see. Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, a flip from that area that we have here shortly, but I want to go over here and holler at our people first. Our guy, Sub-Zero251, checking in, saying, War Damn Eagle family, what's up, Sub-Zero? Hope you had a good Christmas, my guy. Riley M. says, driving back from Auburn, it's crazy how different the city looks every time I come down. You ain't kidding, buddy. You be, you, you're gone for a month or two when you go back and – that thing is jumping again. Our guy Trevor coming in and saying, Merry belated Christmas, brothers. Trevor, we appreciate you, man. I saw where you had recently signed up for the membership. I don't know if I told you thank you already, but we do appreciate that, man. Appreciate that a lot. If you have a Twitter, hop in that game day group chat, get at me, and we can make that happen for you. Our guy Bug Max saying, War Damn. Bubba popping in saying, How we doing, War Damn Eagle? My guy Thomas had his best Christmas in the past 15 years. Love that. Love to hear that, Thomas. You know, you're my dude, brother. I'm glad that all is well in your life. Let's see. Teresa, we saw you. How are you doing? Miss Haley, War Damn Eagle family. What's up, Haley? You going up to Nashville with us? And then let's see. Philly just threw it to an O-lineman for a TD, Thomas says. I see let's you. Go. I see you, TJ. Do your thing, bro. Do your thing. Um, Yeah, so some updates on the game. Texas State is up 30 to 21. And then our guy, War Eagle, popping in and saying, War Damn Eagle. Appreciate you, brother. All right, Blake, talked a little bit about it already here, talking about your mobile. And I think the last time we talked about recruiting, I said, hey, we got to give a shout out here because Auburn's coming down and making some noise in the 251. And, you know, everyone obviously knows you're from Mobile. I was born in the mm-hmm. 251. You know, it came up a lot there in Bruton. So, uh, I'm like we mentioned last time, Rhodes, it's a Crimson Tide stronghold down there yep. in that area code. And here we go. Four-star, no matter where you look, he is rated in the top 200 in all four services. I think 24-7 as in the highest, at like 83rd overall. Uh, Antonio Coleman, nice name for a defensive lineman at Auburn, might I add. Four-star <laughs> defensive lineman flips from Sarah Land. He is a class of 2025 guy. Uh, he flips his commitment from Alabama to Auburn. Blake, we didn't hear a lot of noise about this. This was kind of unexpected. I, I didn't really hear or see anything like this. It was just, bang, here's a top 200 player. And uh, Jeremy Garrett just absolutely doing work. Hugh Freeze and his entire staff getting down to Mobile, Foley, Saraland, Baker, all these places, and getting these players. It it really is a new day, man. It really mm-hmm. – I, I can't. I can't really overhype it or overstate it enough how hard it is and has been for Auburn to go into Mobile and get these players. This, this, what you're noticing now is, is what are the what are the five stages of grief or whatever? The Bama fans right now, they're in that stage of, okay, this is happening. So now, now we're now we're officially full barn cheating. 
And I don't I don't know I don't know where they go I don't know where they go from here. But they it's been fun to watch the progress because at first it was we don't want these guys. Mm-hmm. Then it was these guys. Well, they don't want to win. And now I'm just starting to see. Oh, well, they're cheating. There's no other way. I don't know what the hell is going on. So. Uh, real quick, Blake, before we get in here and talk about this bowl game, uh, I know you've watched Antonio play. I've seen a little bit of him. Just mm-hmm. uh, 6'2", 265, an absolute disruptive force down there on the defensive line. Talk a little, about, a little bit about Antonio winning the two five one again, flipping from Alabama, and then the, the, the work Jeremy Garrett's putting in, and then look at the way we're building the trenches in this 25 class. There's like yeah. six points on this commitment alone I can make that are just huge, bro. First, I'll start with Antonio Coleman. Uh, one, it come out of nowhere, right? Uh, as far as the kid's game, it, it lives in the backfield, all right? Lives in the backfield. You go back and you watch the state championship game against Clay. He had a rough night right there, but look at who he was going against. Uh, Clay's got the kid, the O-lineman, going to uh, Oregon, I believe. Uh, so, you know, that wasn't his best game, but uh, he gets off blocks really well. Uh, it, just physical as can be. A great player, man. Uh, getting him in this class to flip from Alabama to Auburn and then him saying, I want to build something at Auburn. All right. I, I want to make something special happen. Now, this is a guy that plays with KJ Lacey. All right. Yes, he plays with Ryan Williams. All right. These dudes, they grew up together playing park ball. All right. So, yeah, there's a relationship there. All right. Um, Am I saying Ryan's going to flip? No, but there is a relationship there. And for you to go in and get Antonio Coleman to flip already for your 25 class, that's one Sarah Land guy down. All right. right. And then you start hearing noise of KJ Lacey. Our our guy Cole Pinkson over there at On Three says, hey, keep the eyes open. It could happen. There's there's been some heat around KJ Lacey possibly flipping. If KJ Lacey was to flip, man, that is huge. All right. It's it's huge for for you to go into Sarah Land with all of that talent. And and they've got other guys, man. They they got the I believe his name's the Alford kid, the wide receiver, the other wide receiver. Uh he's a big time kid, yeah. Kid yeah, from he's, Mississippi baller. Yeah, he's a big time target. Um there's just so much talent at that school. And then you go right down the street, all right? Sarah Land and Pritchard, I mean, they're right next to each other, okay? And you got the kid from Viger, the DeBose kid, the, the offensive lineman. He, he was at Georgia, all right? He decommits from Georgia, and all of a sudden you're hearing, hey, Auburn's a heavy favorite. People are starting to, you know, they're saying, hey, we're wanting to put in predictions. Crystal balls, yeah, crystal balls to Auburn, all right? And, and – Antonio Coleman could have started something huge for mm-hmm. Auburn right here. And like you said, working the trenches in the 25 class, that's something that we stressed on last week's show was how do you win in this league? In the trenches. Yeah, the skill guys are flashy, man. The Perrys, the Cans, all of those cats, Bryce Kane, you know, Malcolm Simmons, all those cats, are they're flashy. But, man, it starts in them trenches. And if you can go get a guy – like like Coleman and DeBose and and you really get those guys locked into your 25 class and and other guys that you're going after are saying, hey man, Auburn, they're building something. Like this is different. All right. And one thing I want to say is 
all these people just keep saying that that oh Auburn's dropping bags. Auburn's dropping bags. Let me tell y'all something, man. Auburn isn't doing anything else. Hmm. Nothing's different than what anybody else is doing. Right. All right. So you can say Auburn's dropping bags or whatever. Guess what? Alabama's dropping bags. (laughs) Georgia, they just dropped a bag to KJ Bolden. All right. And you can say whatever you want to say about he took less money or whatever. All right. People are dropping bags in college football today. All right. So I'm sick of hearing about, oh, Auburn's just paying these cats to come to school there. Man, get out of here with that. Hugh Freeze and the staff that he has put together, they are elite recruiters. Yeah, they, exactly. Those guys can recruit, bro, point blank, period. And it, and it starts down here in Mobile, man. I, I made that a couple weeks ago. I said, hey, Mobile to Auburn is the connection. It's the pipeline that we got to have because there is so much talent down here, man, so much talent. Yeah, it's 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 freaking huge, man. It really gets me excited. And you mentioned KJ Lacey. I just thought about this as you were saying that. Um, we got Walker White on board, I think, like late December, early January. It was early in the process, and here we are. We're coming up on that time as well. So um, we saw with Walker, maybe it was January, later January. I, I have to double-check that. But I know it was early in the in the process. So if you can get KJ on board, I know the two quarterbacks we really got circled are um, – the kid up in Ohio, I think his name is Montgomery. I might just be thinking of Philip Montgomery on there. But uh, there's a kid in Ohio that we're really high after, and there's K.J. Lacey. Um, so, and, and like you said, the smoke's coming around K.J. So we're getting up on that time where if you can get a quarterback committed in this class, it would really help a lot because you can certainly sell the quarterback on, hey, man, I'm building up something something in front of you as far as offensive line goes or building something – I have to double check where Daniel will probably complete on our D line in the uh, 25 class. I know we got a couple guys down there already. So we're at least pretty close around that out. Jeremy Garrett is really on top of it, bro. He's really putting in the work. Um, I wanted to get some real quick comments before we talk about the bowl. Haley talking about she wish she was going. Mama Crotchfelt. Good to see you tonight. Uh, Zach Crotchfelt, pitcher of Auburn's mother popping in saying War Eagle, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's. Uh, Ms. Crotchfelt, we, we love and appreciate your family. Uh, thank you for watching and supporting us. Merry Christmas to you and you guys as well up there. Uh, hope y'all aren't too cold up there. And then uh, Steven says Maryland running game against a defensive line that's not deep for sure. So let's start there. Um, yeah, it's going to be looking at this ball game, Blake. It's going to be. Um, these guys, these, these Darren Reeds, right, are going to have to step up. A, a young freshman that was a top uh, a top 300 player in the class, and we were hearing that he's getting some reps. And, you know, we know that Keldrick, I mean, like you said, like this, it's thin. It's thin. So um, when I look at this, Blake, I'm just – it's hard to judge these bowl games now because I was watching the Minnesota and uh, – who were they playing? Bowling Green Bowling earlier. Green. Yeah. And, you have a, and you have a quarterback who's never played, you know, starting the game for Minnesota. So what are we going to get out of Maryland? It's just it's really weird now in this in the bowl games because everybody's got guys sitting out or guys entering the portal and not playing. I was watching a game the other day where like eight guys were playing that were going to the portal, but they still wanted to stay and play for the team one last time. It's um it's just also crazy. But yeah, I, I would say that our D line has been pretty thin all year. And then now when you add Marcus Harris not being in there. Yeah, that's definitely something to look at. Uh, looking at our history, like I mentioned, Auburn, we are 3-7 and seven in our last 10 bowl games. I've uh, lost three in a row. The last win was that 2018 Music City Bowl where we blew up, uh, just 
beat Purdue to sleep. It really could have been 80 to zero if we wanted it to. And I put this longest ball win streak up here because of, of 2007 to 2011, and we are 20, 20, or 24 and 20 and two all time. I put the five games up there, Blake, because, you know, me and you, this is, those are our, I say it all the time, you know, that's, that's when me and you grew up being Auburn fan. That was our prime. It's the foundation of our Auburn fandom. So me and you are used to Auburn winning, but like this, this stuff right here is just, it's aggravating. Because yeah. I knew, like, when, when Tuz was running the show, we're going to go win the ball game, bro. We're going to compete with our rivals, and we're going we gonna to have a chance in the ball game. And and it's just kind of gotten to this point now to where I I think that um, there's a ton of reasons. There's a ton of reasons why I think this game is important. Uh, for recruiting, for uh, to, to continue to build off of. You got a ton of momentum as a program right now. You can continue to build off that. You win the bowl game, you look good this Saturday, and then you get some more. You mentioned DeBose, you mentioned Lacey, you get a couple of those guys to jump in the boat, and you're and you're soaring high into that offseason, man, with a ton of optimism. But Blake, the point that I want to make is just for the fans. Yep. Like just to win, like we know the Music City Bowl is not the biggest bowl game in the world. But talking to all of you guys this week, and we talked to a lot of Auburn fans doing this. The the thing that I continue to get back is I just want to win a damn bowl. I probably heard that 30 times this week. I just want to win a bowl. And I think that, you know, five years, 2018, that's a long time, man. We waited a long time. We just want to have a little bit of postseason success. And then you also talk about your six and six. A winning versus a losing season, that's pretty damn important. I think that as competitive as Hugh Freeze is, he doesn't, he knows he's never taken over a team the first year and then had a losing season. He doesn't want to start that now. You think that's not motivating him? I guarantee, I guarantee you, he he knows that he's got that circled. He wants to bring that winning season. So, and then for for us as Auburn fans, we don't want to have three losing seasons in a row. Good God, bro! Like uh, just just goodness. So there's there's a ton of reasons that I can point to this bowl game and say that's sure, man. A six and six team facing the seven and five team. Both guys got crucial players. Or both teams got crucial players sitting out. You know, you could kind of write this one off, but no. Um, I'm making the trip up there. Shout out to our guy Jazzy, and uh, I- I'm fired up. I can't wait. This is this is a big opportunity for Auburn to to capitalize on the momentum that we've created on the recruiting trail. You had two tough losses in the season, right? You you put together that nice winning streak. You were six and four. Everyone was saying, "Hey, man, you beat New Mexico State. You're seven and four. And then you got Bama coming in the Iron Bowl, and and you just kind of crapped the bed there. You you, you have a, a just whatever that was versus New Mexico State. I watched them in the bowl game the other day, and I was just like, "What the hell did I sit there that night and watch in Jordan Stadium?" And then obviously one of the most heartbreaking losses ever to your arch rival. So this whole just all of the stuff I just said combined, man, I think that you have a big, big opportunity as a program to take a step forward a postseason win, a trophy, capitalize on that recruiting momentum and head into this offseason, dude, feeling really, really good. And then I think that we've had the the Ole Miss game was frustrating. The two-quarterback system was – there was a lot of things this year that were frustrating. But if we win this bowl game, we can sit back and say, hey, if I told you before the season we're going to win a bowl game, we're going to win a bowl game, we're going to – Look like we belong on the field with Georgia and Alabama. Could even make an argument we could have, should have won those games. Obviously, you can make the argument with a Bama game. And then you're going to sign a top 10 recruiting class. I don't know any logical Auburn fan that wouldn't have said, okay, let's take that. So, just, um, Blake, I, I don't, I think this is a really, really big 
opportunity. And I'll add this before I'll let you go. I think that losing this game Saturday, it wouldn't be the end of the world. But after all the fun we've had over the last couple of weeks with recruiting and all that, it would be kind of a downer. Like, I, I do think that Saturday is more important than some people might think it is. I think Hugh Freeze and the Auburn Tigers are going in to put in work Saturday. I think they're going in to win a bowl game, and they're going to take this one serious. I know Hugh come out and said, hey, I'm not really that that you know stressful on the guys or whatever during bowl practice or whatever during bowl season. I think the Auburn Tigers will be ready. And the reason why I think this is such a big opportunity and why in the middle of the season – I was sitting there screaming, hey, Auburn needs a bowl game. Auburn needs a bowl game. we got to figure out how to get to six wins. Folks, you get, what, 15 practices? You get 15 bowl practices? Um, 14 or 15, I can't remember. Uh, But, look, the reason why I wanted those practices is because you have early enrollees. You have young guys, all right? You're not going to spend all of those practices – preparing for Maryland you're gonna spend some of those practices seeing your young guys like Bryce Kane he signed he went straight up to bowl practice all right you want to see that young talent and what you're possibly working with next year before you go hit the the second cycle of the portal and and you're getting ready for a day and you want to get a feel of what you might look like next year that is why we needed the bowl game now you get ready to prepare for Maryland, they have a backup quarterback. Uh, Talia, he opts out, and this guy, I, I think he played a little bit last year. I think he completed like 60% of his passes or something, threw for a couple hundred yards, didn't play a whole lot, uh, but got some snaps. This year, I think he's thrown 10 passes, completed four of them, and threw a pick. So uh, not great numbers, but he has played before. Right. So. Um, he does have a little experience under his belt. It's not like he's a he's a sitting duck out there. Uh, Auburn's going to have to come and play. As far as the inexperienced D-line, like you said, Dustin, we're going to have to have guys step up. All right? And we're also going to have to have some vets step up, some vets that we thought would bring it a little bit more this year, and they might not have. Uh, but with, with Marcus opting out, and, and good luck to him in the NFL draft and, and his career at the next level. But we need guys to step up and make plays, man. And there's some guys on this Auburn team that chose to opt in and play in the bowl game. There's guys on this Auburn team that chose to come back for next season. All right, Eugene Asante, Keontae Scott. All right, we need all of these dudes to come together and, like you said, preach to the preach to these young guys, man, how much this means to the Auburn family, to the fan base to the people that come before them, all these dudes, man, all right, that played before them. It means a lot. And and you, like you said, you don't want to go to six and seven. You don't want to go three straight losing seasons, all right? And then the, the, the Mickey Mouse COVID year, that was really and truly, that was a disaster, you know, to me because our coach stood up there and said going six and four was a successful season, you know, and and so that season was even a disaster to me. So this game, yes, it's big. It is. And if we lose, I'm going to be gutted because it's going to be, then you're going to have the gumps coming out and saying, Oh, look, they can't even have a winning season over there. All right. And you're in the prime thick of recruiting 
right now, like you said, you still got the big fish out there in Ryan Williams. All right. Man, if you come if you come in here and you, and Peyton Thorne is on his A game Saturday, if Peyton Thorne's on his A game and he's spreading it around and looking good, man, I think that could quiet some of the who's going to throw him the ball. Hmm. You know, and and I keep seeing all these. Oh well, Auburn needs to go get a portal guy. Auburn needs to go get a portal guy. Well, let's see what Peyton Thorne does Saturday, man. Let's give the guy a chance. All right, he's had a little bit time to prepare. All right, he, he he's he's stepping into like we said. It's his job, all right? He's QB1. Let's see how he plays Saturday. I think this is a defense where he could play really well. Hmm. They've given up some points. Uh, They've played in some close games with a couple folks, but Penn State hung 51 on them, all right? So I think PT PT could put up some numbers, and uh, and this is a a big-time matchup. I, I think Auburn will be ready to play Saturday, man, and I know they're the favorites. Um but I think Auburn covers Dustin. I do, and I, I know we'll give a What's we'll give a prediction. Right I think Auburn's uh, seven, seven and a half, maybe okay. something like that. Uh, I think Auburn covers. You know, mm. I, I do, I, and I know we'll give a prediction later in the week and everything, yeah. and we'll do all that. But big time game, go win it. Uh, Hugh Freeze riding the momentum. I love it, Dustin. Yeah, it would just we need it as a fan base. Charles was asking, do you think we need uh, we will get to see Cobb get some carries in the bowl game? Um, possibly. I mean, like it's one of them. If if you do what you did last Music City Bowl appearance, yeah, everybody will get to play. Um, I don't know. I know that Jarquez is taking it serious. Obviously, like we know that Demari wants to leave his mark. So, um, it'll be interesting, man. This is T. Yeah, yeah, but T. Like, I don't. This is the thing about the whole the whole running back room coming back next year, is that I think that Cobb is such a dog that I'm like, uh, now, now. I'll be honest with you. I think in, in the next, and I know I know our guy is gonna is gonna hop in and get me for saying this. I do think in the all season, Cobb might move up the depth chart a little bit. Whether that be at the detriment of a T and Austin, maybe both of them, I don't know. But I just think Cobb is that guy, and I think that he will. He'll definitely make a jump at some point. But as far as Saturday goes, um, yeah, I mean, some I don't know. It, it would definitely Charles. I would say it would be out of. Um, out of the packages that we've seen being seen him use, right? Like the special, the sweeps and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we see him right now um, lining up in the regular formations and getting any more than like, you know, any more, any more carries than Jarquez or Damari is going to get. And then also when you look at the rushing attempts, how many is Peyton Thorne going to have? Like I'm just, just I, I don't know how many carries uh, Cobb will get. And I do think we win the game Saturday, but I'm not sure if we're going to be up big enough ever to where some of those young cats, I mean, he that's that's the one position right where we have depth. So I'm just not sure, even though Cobb's a dog, and if I got no problem if he does get 10 carries, Charles, I'll tell you that. Y'all know how high I am on him. But just right now with how crowded we are on that backfield and the way I think the game would go, I think it's one of the games where we start to take over midway through the third. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't know if we're ever really in, in trouble. Maybe we're down, you know, whatever. But, like, I just think that kind of in, in that third quarter, if we do what we did that second half of the season running the ball with Jarquez, I think it's I think it's 27 with a little bit of Damari and a little bit of PT on the read option kind of kind of wearing them down. What do you think? I think you're going to see – if you do see Jeremiah, uh, I think you're going to see him out of the backfield. Uh, in the screen game yeah. – uh, I, I, that's where I like him. I know he can run. I know he can run in between the tackles and everything. But I would like to see him in the screen game. Uh, get him out in space, man. Get the ball in his hands, 
and, and let him spin, let him, let him, let him get out in that open field and, and let him, let him shake and bake. That, that's where he's exciting to me. Uh, I want to see, I want to see the pass catching from, from Jeremiah Cobb. So like, like you said, I don't, I don't know if he gets a ton of carries. I know he's going to play. So I, I do, I want to see him in the pass game, man. I want to see him get out there in that open space. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. Haley says we need a bowl win. Just need to end the season on a high note. Yeah, you don't. Want, I mean, you don't want it to be like uh, what we won three games and then lost four, then won three, then a lot like that's not how you want to get. Let's yeah. get this dub. Riley says we just need a dub. Damn it. Yeah. Fair enough. That should be the pregame speech, Riley. You should walk in front of them and say we need a dub. Damn it. And then go out there. Mm-hmm. Thomas says uh, our bowl record has been awful the last eight years. I think I think you're being nice, Thomas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nyra. unacceptable, unacceptable. And did you see Gus lose another one? Who oh, here is shocked? Hey, uh, Dustin, real quick, man. I, before we got on here, I, I saw a, a Gus thing. Can we not do the whole oh, four yeah, years? No. Can we not fire a coach uh, during COVID and all this? Look, well, this is where I tell y'all, AG, he don't get enough heat, man. He don't get enough heat in the kitchen. We let him off the hook for making such a terrible hire. People, Gus needed to be fired. All right. It that 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 had ran its course. It was over. It was done. That all of it was dead, man. Recruiting was starting to fall off. Uh it just it was stale. All right. And and you even had what's crazy about Gus, Dustin, is you even had DCs in the SEC come out and say, when Auburn would send somebody in motion, they knew exactly what play was coming. Mm. Now that's real, all right. That's real. They 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 said, hey, yeah. there was certain formations when Auburn would line up at the line of scrimmage, and they would send a guy in motion. They would know exactly what play was coming. Yeah, it, it, I go that's back to the Tennessee it was. game, right? The Tennessee game at home, where I uh, was at twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen, where. Tennessee was yelling out our plays. They were yelling them out for four quarters. We never made the adjustment. So to your point, uh, you, you mentioned it five minutes ago. For one, he lost me at the podium that year. Yep. When you say that six and four is solid, no. No, the hell it's not. It is not solid. Um, yeah, and then just because you made the wrong hire doesn't mean that the decision to get rid of Gus was a wrong decision. Yeah, it just means that you, like you hired the wrong guy after that. Doesn't mean doesn't mean that he still didn't have to go. You just didn't execute the hiring process right, and you're 100 percent correct about Alan Green. Um, but I think we're far enough into into this now to kind of realize he's gonna. I think he's gonna skate by. I just don't think he's ever yeah. really gonna get that heat that you talk about because Harson's such an easy punching bag, and, yep. and, and you know he just kind of he just kind of skates like you said. Thomas with a five dollar super chat. Love you, brother. Appreciate you. He says, agree with you, Blake. We have a great opportunity to win here, and we just got to go get it. It's all attainable. It's a very winnable game. No doubt. That, look, they, they're they talented at wide receiver, Dustin. Uh, they got three guys that, that are pretty dang good, mm-hmm. but they don't have Talia throwing the football this Saturday. And I think they're going to lean on the run. I just don't like. I still, I still believe in Auburn's defense. I, I still think we're talented enough to make plays up front against Maryland. Right? Um, they just, they don't scare me like that, you know. And and 
I don't know, man. I like are they gonna be able to take the shots down the field against Auburn and 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 just move the ball up and down the field? I just don't think it's gonna be like that. I I think their defense is gonna have trouble stopping our run game, especially if mm-hmm. PT is taking, you know, and, and doing what he did the last couple games of the year in the run game and in that Georgia game. If he's on his if he's on his A A game, you know, I mean I just don't know how they stop us. And uh, like I said, I think we cover, man. I think we're sitting in a really good opportunity uh, to end the season on a high note. Yeah. Haley says – I clicked the wrong button there. Haley says, it's my oldest daughter's birthday tomorrow. She said a win would be a great birthday present for the record. This kid also froze her butt off at eight a with Jazzy and me, and we need this win. Haley, Albert should have sent you and Jazzy a trophy for sitting through A-Day. Yeah. I had I had tickets, but I looked at the weather app and said, "Hell no, you you are a trooper, absolutely." And uh, yeah, I hope that your daughter gets this uh, gets this birthday present. I'll call it a Christmas present for myself. Uh, we we all need it, man. So I definitely I definitely hope that she gets it. And then Michael says, "I uh, hope that PT shows out." Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. mm, so somebody needs to step up, bro. Like. I don't know if it's going to have to be the Caleb Burton show. Uh, Cam Brown, golly, yep. dude, it, it, Cam Brown. If if you if you were ever going to do it, the last game before Perry Thompson and Cam Coleman show up would be a time for you to say, "Hey, I yep. can play some outside receiver in this offense." Because when Cam Coleman, I'm just, you know, when a day rolls around, <laughs> yeah. Cam Coleman's gonna be out there with the ones. I'm, I'm just, you know, breaking news. If you didn't know, Cam Coleman's gonna be out there with the freaking ones. Quick, if he, if he isn't already, I have to check on that. But like, look, yeah, if you, if you Cam Brown, it's time, baby, it's time. And if you're Shane Hooks, if you're Jair Shorter, and it's your last, it may be your last game of football ever. It's certainly your last chance to let the pros know I can do something. You've already the year already hasn't gone the way y'all wanted it to go. If you're those two guys, step up and have a big day. I watched Elijah Canyon step up and make some plays in a bowl game one time. Step up, man. Like and if you bring, if you if you have a good day this Saturday, regardless of who we are on this Auburn team, I promise you, we want a bowl win so bad. We'll love you. We'll remember you. If somebody shows out and is the MVP of this game. You you will go. I don't. I don't want to like go down in Auburn history for winning <laughs> yeah. a. I don't, I don't want to say it like that. But like yeah. we've been so bad for so long mm-hmm. that if you are one, if Shane Hooks does have a touchdown and goes for over a hundred yards, ten years from now we'll be like, hey, remember when Shane Hooks balled out in the Music City Bowl? So like, if if you're one of those guys, man, like show up, take pride in it, like care yeah. about it because. We certainly care about it. I looked at the um, the attendance for the Music City Bowl in 2018. It was like 62,000 people there. So, which for a bowl game is solid. And uh, I'm pretty sure that was much more Auburn than Purdue. So, mm-hmm. we already saw it once this year. Auburn's going to show out. We're going to take over Nashville. It's, it, that's what it's going to be. So, do it for the fans, Blake. Win one for the family one time. And, and you say that about win one for the family. Do it for the fans. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something about how much that means, right? So uh, we mentioned South Alabama earlier, and, you know, I'm from Mobile. 
South didn't have the season that they were hoping for this year. All right, last year they won 10 games. All right, this year they were supposed to have another stellar season. It didn't happen. They had a couple setbacks. They went 6-6. Six and six, All right. They played in their own backyard for their bowl game. Yeah. All right. Folks, they had never won a bowl game in program history. Look at what it meant to those kids after they won and the way they celebrated. All right, that's a 6-6 six and six team. People say bowl games don't matter anymore. Bowl games are dead. All right, bowl games are not dead, man. South Alabama won their first ever bowl game in program history. Bowl games are not dead. Momentum in bowl games are not dead. Hmm. Players opting out, yeah, that's it's, it's, <laughs> it's alive and well. All right? But I'm telling you, if Auburn wins Saturday, they can celebrate and say, hey, look, we're turning this thing around. We had a winning season. We're top 10 recruiting. All right? We have the right to celebrate. I don't give a damn what any other fan base says. <laughs> Saturday with a win, you have the right to celebrate, man. A bowl game still means something, and I saw it the other night with South Alabama. It, it, there's still some things on the table for Auburn here, and I, and I know we're not competing for SEC championships right now. Uh, that'll come. It, it'll happen, but you still have the opportunity to have a winning season. Seven and six would mean something to this fan base. It would get people even more excited. I mean, dude, Mike G is interviewing Trevon Reed and and just talking about him and how well of a recruiter he is and the relationships that he's making. Do you not think this program is headed in the right direction? Right. Like, we're, we will be fine, baby. Cadillac said it. We, we are not dead. We are alive and well. We will get right. I promise you. And then you got Ole Miss fans on here. <laughs> they want to talk and say that, oh, Auburn gets mad when other teams celebrate when they beat Auburn. Guys, y- y- y'all, y'all, are the, y'all know me. I'm the first to say it, all right? That's why I hate Harson so much is because he allowed fan bases like Ole Miss and Arkansas and Mississippi State to talk down on our name. Mm-hmm. So go out there Saturday, make a statement, all right? Stand up for that AU. Stand up for the orange and blue and win a damn football game. Make it happen for this fan base cuz you know Auburn fans are going to show out. You saw you saw the Vanderbilt game. Auburn fans are coming to Nashville. We'll be there. They, they will be there and they will be loud. They're coming. I'm telling you. This game Saturday it means something, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. I wanted to make a real quick here. Well, Oliver said shorter is sitting out. Okay, well, hey. Yeah. Appreciate the info, and uh, I don't think we're missing much there. So, And then I'm just talking about production-wise. I ain't taking a shot at the kid. Look yeah. at the production, right? Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. There's not a whole lot to replace there. Uh, AU Tiger blogging says, good evening in War Eagle. Good evening, brother. Auburn wins by three scores. Woo! Love that. That says blogging. You need to change that to booging, baby. Maryland can stop the run, and they can't run. The only problem is the Kevin Steele syndrome seems backup QBs looked like Heisman contenders. Yeah, what's really – yeah, everyone's – the backup QB thing is definitely something that we have earned to be worried about. (laughs) It is is well-deserved, AU Tiger blogging. I do feel feel your concern on the backup there. 
Um, Bug Max says, I'm excited to see Tyler Scott and Colton Hood get their shot with James and Pritchett out. I will also add to this, Bug Mac, uh, our guy Terrence Love is going to get to play some safety as well. I think Champ Anthony is going to get in there. Uh, I think this might be the J.D. Rim coming out party. If he's going to get to start over there the whole time, I'm interested to see what Keontae does over there. Um, we're going to see Donovan Kaufman kind of move back to the role that he was in at the beginning of the year. Now that he's fully healthy, he'll be doing kind of what Keontae was doing at the back end of the year with Keontae moving to the outside. Yeah, um, I am really excited to see the secondary from two standpoints. One, obviously we got a ton of – I mean, the, the DB class we signed last year was out of this world talented. Um, just a testament to Zach Gethridge and what he's capable of. But So not only am I excited to see those guys, but I'm excited to see the way that Zach Etheridge coaches them. I'm excited to see the way what position he puts them in. Just how does he use these guys? What does Keontae on the outside over four quarters look like? What is how do they incorporate this with Ron Roberts? Like the whole thing to me is very, very interesting. Uh, all eyes on our secondary Saturday. I'm really fired up to see a lot of these young cats, but they're all highly touted. I'll say this, man. You think Zach still got some playing days left in him? You see the way he picked up Perry like that? Oh, scooped him. <laughs> you see you see the way he picked up Perry? I said, hey, I said, my boy might have some days left in him now. Like, he's a dog still. Uh, man. Yeah, I, I'm excited. That Champ Anthony, uh, what a what a player. What a, a player. Great fun. Uh, that's that's a hard working that's a hard working cat right there, bro. Like not a lot of people thought that he had the size and 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 he gets he he gets in the lab and goes to work and finds his way on the field. Did he did he play a plus every time out? No, he didn't. All right, he made some mistakes, but I tell you what, he brought it every time he got out on that field, and I'm excited to see him play Saturday. Um, DB is a position I'm never going to worry about at Auburn. And and look, you you can sit here and say that we're going to be young and we're going to be thin next year and and everything like that, man. I believe what they're doing in that back end. All right, and Keontae Scott coming back, that is <laughs> he almost scared me to death, but that is bigger than anything, man. With with him coming back and be able to move out on that island. Uh, you got JD. Uh, he's back. Uh, Kayan's back, man. Kayan Lee's going to play on Sundays. Yes. You know, the only thing I'm really sad about is, damn it, it's Jalen Simpson's last game. Ugh. And uh, I'm heartbroken about that. You know, <laughs> I, I'm, uh, I'm, yeah. I don't want to see it happen, man. Like, I, I don't want to see the clock hit zero. Okay. And I don't want to see 36 walk off the field because, uh, that's one of my favorite players of all time, dude. And wow. uh, I, ju- I just think you're gonna see you're gonna see young talent for Auburn Saturday. And don't be shocked when one of these guys steps up and makes a play on the back end in that secondary. Uh, don't be shocked when when you see a young cat uh, on that D line step up and make a play, man. Auburn Auburn's bringing talent. They're bringing talent. They're getting back right, uh, and and it's it showed from Hugh when he first got on the job in that month. He turned that class so quickly, and then he hit the portal. And then the way he recruited his team to come back this year, and then 
he said, hey, I'm going to I'm going to kind of ease off this portal window, this first portal window. I'm going to show all the love to the high school kids. We'll worry about the second portal window. We ain't we ain't worried about that right now. <laughs> he's a master, man. He's bringing he's bringing talent to Auburn and, and we're going to get back to the way that we used to be. Yeah, um, I know it does suck Simpson's last game, but I'm telling you, brother, Auburn South down here in Tampa, he will look great playing safety <laughs> for the Buccaneers. He will look great and that Scarlet and Pewter joining Jamel, joining KJ, joining Carlton Davis. So, Jalen, look forward to you coming down to Tampa, brother. You're going to look real good with that Buccaneer. You're going to make me be a Bucks fan, man. man. <laughs> Come on down, man. <laughs> Woo! I'll save that one for another day. We hot, baby. <laughs> we hot. Baker Bacon. Uh, one guy I forgot to mention, too, Sylvester Smith. I have We have heard all year a ton and ton about how well he's done in practice. So I do expect Sylvester Smith. He might play, of all the young DBs, based off of just like what me and Blake have heard um, the whole season, this kid right here might get play more than the majority of those guys, uh, kind of depending on where Sims' injury is and just how healthy he is and all that. But uh, a big get that we pulled at the end, bro. When you talk about Hewitt mm-hmm. recruiting, Sylvester was going to Tennessee, and then Tennessee had a big year last year. And all of a sudden, I read Sylvester Smith's in Auburn this week. I'm like, Sylvester Smith, Sylvester Smith. The four-star safety committed to Tennessee? And then it was, he's decommitted from Tennessee, and he's flipping. Yep. Damn. Damn. And then you hear all season, oh, he's going to be a guy that contributes and could possibly play on Sunday. So, yeah, dude, like that's – you can talk about Q coming in, that last second saving that class, getting from 60th to just getting it in the top 20. And then you found gems, bro. You found dogs like a Sylvester Smith here, and you stole them from somebody you shouldn't have stolen from. We had no business stealing anybody from Tennessee or Ohio State last year, and we did it. And those guys – played you know for the most part i know sebastian didn't play a whole lot here but mark what i tell you like the staff's really fired up about him and if zach gathers just fired up about him i'm gonna be fired up about him um knox asked how much are tickets normally for 8 a five ten bucks bro um what you got to do though you can't go to 8 a if you're not going to the baseball game after so yeah. tickets to the 8 a and then you go show the boys some love on the diamond row but when it doesn't rain or when it's not like for no reason 35 degrees in April in Alabama, it's a great time. It's a it's cheap, really inexpensive day. So if you haven't been, man, for sure, get out there. A uh, ton of Auburn events all day. I've gone to 8A before and gone to baseball, softball, you know, and, and then caught the football game. So if you're if you're just an Auburn guy, it's definitely a good day to get out there. But last year there was a freaking hurricane, so didn't really uh, – had no interest in that. I mean, we only, we only <laughs> played – Hugh called the game. Yeah. Hugh, Hugh called it after the 30. He was like, that's it. Um, cool Breeze says, I hope we get to see some holding G this game. Uh, yeah, I think you might. I think you just might. Yeah. The p- score pending. I mean, if we're locked into a close battle and it's 24 to 20 in the fourth, you're not going to see holding G. But if you do get up big, uh, I do feel pretty confident saying holding G will get in there and get some reps. And I think that you have seen, if you can follow the press conferences, you look at the guys who are transferring, the guys that aren't, um, just listen to Hugh on this one. I think Hugh's kind of spoke, said some things about Holden, uh, that if you listen, that kind of just give the indication he wants Holden to stay. Mm-hmm. Now, me and you have questions, and this is a conversation for another day, but me and you, our questions about Holden are not about his arm. The questions are, can he run with his legs the way that Hugh wants him to run the RPO? And am I, that's just to be determined. I just haven't seen enough of Holden. But um, we know that, I mean, everybody that's at practice says the kid's got the best ball. So I think it's just about 
we're going to find out if with his legs, if he can, if he can, the R part of the RPO, can he do that? So uh, that's just, we'll see that in time. But I know this, the staff, the players, his teammates, they all love Holden G. And uh, we'll see how it goes. And everyone that we know that have talked to him and met him said that he's a great kid and that it's almost impossible not to pull for him. So, yeah, I would love to, uh, we'll love to see him get some success. And I think that's all the ones that I had, uh, I had started right there. Yeah, okay, so I'll get some more of you guys' new ones. Let's see. Oh, just a second, y'all. That's the time my computer's acting up. Will says, what are y'all's thoughts on not going after one of the good transfer QBs? I don't know which ones are really good, Will. I know this is not like I'm not, you know, I'm not talking trash to you or nothing, brother. Appreciate you. Um, I just don't know how many of them out there. Like, I, I, I don't see one that's like you got to go get him. And I don't think that Hugh Freeze sees one like that either. I know that, like, I, I think Cam Ward's talented. I know there's some guys out there that are talented that could possibly come in here and be an upgrade. But I don't think there's just an automatic slam dunk out there. And then when, um, when you when you hear about the price tags that are being asked, I'm 100% okay with our game plan um, moving forward here. And also, man, if football was played on paper, then you know things will go a lot different a lot of times. And and if you've ever played fantasy football, you know that a lot of times people that win the freaking league are the guys that quit halfway through the season, or the guys that auto drafted. And you spend all this time sitting here looking, you know, trying to make your lineup, and some guy that didn't even play that week beats you. Like sometimes, bro, it just you can do all the thinking and, and everything in the world. Um, sometimes football is just gonna football. And what, I, what I'm saying here is, is you could go get a guy that's a, a great you know transfer portal guy and all this. That doesn't mean he's going to come in and find success from, from week one. Uh, it might take him five, six games to even get accustomed to the offense, get accustomed to the SEC, whatever the situation is. Uh, so, yeah, you're bringing, you're bringing back a guy his second year in the offense that has started a whole lot of games. Uh, and then we've all heard positive things about the, the progression of holding Garner throughout the season. So with our current QB situation and with the way our team and roster sits, I am 100% in agreement and on the same exact page with Hugh Freeze and I have a uh, complete faith and trust in what he's doing at the quarterback position. That's my answer here. I'll give you mine, and, and I've said it a thousand yeah, times. Um, Auburn's not going to pay a, a, a portal quarterback a million to $2 million to come in and play 12 to 13 games. They're just not going to do it, man. Yeah. They're not. Hugh, Hugh has, a, has a bigger vision. All right, and, and just take Miami, for example. Miami, Tyler Van Dyke hits the portal. All right. They're about to pay somebody to come down there and, and he's going to one year. All right. Like Cam Ward, they think he's crystal balling uh, to, uh, to Miami. All right. Okay. So he's going to, he's going to go down there and he's going to play. All right. What is Miami going to do? Are they going to make the playoffs? I highly doubt it. All right. I highly doubt Miami makes the playoffs bringing in Cam Ward. They have other problems far worse than Cam Ward at quarterback. Mm -hmm. All right. There's things that Miami's got to fix way before they fix quarterback. So you're going to pay a guy that amount of money to come in and he's going to win eight, nine games. And then he's going to leave. He's going to opt out of the bowl game and he's going to leave and he's going to go to the NFL draft next year. Hugh Freeze is not doing that. He's not. Right. And it's this, It's just what Dustin said is 
you have a, a guy coming back second year in the system. If you get weapons around him, he can make plays, folks. He can make plays. Look at what he did at Michigan State when he had Keon Coleman, when he had Kenneth Walker. He can make plays. I just don't think Hugh goes and gets a guy. And then, and then, like he said, if you do go and get a guy, what if you piss Holden and That's, PT off? What if the most you important piss part of the conversation, off? Blake. It's the most important part of the conversation. I hate to cut you off. What if you piss both of them off? And then both of them look at you and say, well, Hugh, you told me that <laughs> yeah. we were your two guys that, that you, you know, and now you're, you're doing this. And then they both hit the portal. And then where's your quarterback room? Hmm. No shot, no shot at Hank Brown. All right. But Hank Brown is not ready to play in the Southeastern Conference just yet. I think he's a great kid. I think he's talented. I think he's a heck of a quarterback. Not ready to play in the Southeastern Conference just yet. All right. Yeah. Walker White, a baby coming in, true freshman. We saw why would you want Walker White to play as a true freshman when you watched Bo Nix struggle? as a true freshman, mm. all right? I, ju I just don't think – you don't throw a kid into the fire like that. And so, yeah. if you do go make that change, man, and, and and you bring in a portal quarterback, I think you're – you're you. It, it could spread into the locker room, man. Like, a lot of these guys – let me tell you all something. I don't know if you all know this, all right, but me and Dustin do. A lot of these guys believe in Peyton Thorne. A lot of the guys on the team believe in Peyton Thorne. They do. Now, did he play great all year last year? No, he didn't. He didn't play to what we thought he could. Did he turn it up in moments? Absolutely, he did. All right, and people want to look at stat lines and everything like that. Man, that kid showed guts at the end of the year. I, I, I was one of his toughest critics after that fourth down in Baton Rouge where he ran out of bounds, and I said, "Uh-uh, get him out." Yeah, I, I don't want to see it. All right. But I'm telling you, let's give him a full offseason of work and let's see what the kid can do, man. He wasn't here for A-Day last year. He was on campus for two months before we started the season. He had no time to work, man, nothing. Like, we got to give the kid an opportunity. Let him go through an A-Day. Let him get a full spring, all those practices in. Let him – Get comfortable. I don't think he was comfortable last year. And then we had the whole rotation of who's calling yeah. plays and everything. It was just a disaster from the start, man. Let's get some weapons around him. Hey, I can tell you this. It's going to be nice when we throw a back shoulder to Cam Coleman <laughs> and he comes down with it, unlike MJJ. All right? Right. And you're going to be like, damn, man, that Peyton Thorne guy, he, that dude's good. What? Yeah, he was good because he threw the same ball to Malcolm Johnson Jr., in the Georgia game, and it was dropped, all right? But yep. next year, that ball's not getting dropped. Next year, that ball's going to be caught. There's a difference, man. Let the kid get some playmakers around him. I'm telling you. Yeah, uh, you know I'm with you on this one. Um, let's see. Brad, I got you here. Brad says, what is Maryland's defense like? If they give up a lot on the ground, I doubt we see PT throw much. Yeah, so uh, Friday, Friday when we do our previews, when we always like, really like dive into the numbers, you know. Um, tonight, I just want to keep it more about Auburn. We'll really take a deep dive look at Maryland's defense Friday. But um, I'll say this. I expect, one, just with what we have at the receiver position for this game, and then, two, I mean, like, 
you don't have VAR now. It's like, oh man. I um and then two, the way you ran the ball at the end of the season. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Brad. I do think that PTs might run the ball eight, ten times, depending on you know what the defense gives you. And I I just think that the game plan is going to be uh show up and just beat Maryland and then ugly ass uniforms into submission um so yeah I, i'm with you here this is the game that will be won in line of scrimmage in my opinion and yeah. we need guys like connor lou and, and uh Gunnar britain and dylan wade and them boys too tall they, they need to have a big game establish that run game early so we can wear them down over four quarters and uh yeah i don't think we're gonna see pt throw that much and so every, to everything to every point blake just made there's a reason why you've seen in big games Peyton Thorne, Peyton Thorne throw the ball 14, 15 times max. Because there ain't nobody to throw to. There's nobody to throw to. Man, true story. Me and Blake have, have gone to these games and watched these receivers this year. We were bro, we were watching Perry in two drives in a watching Perry. Me and Blake simultaneously look at each other and go, shit, he'd start day one. He'd, he'd be he'd start right now at Auburn. You, and it, you, and it, it's an eye test. Like you can watch it. You can go watch. You can go to an Auburn game, watch our receivers warm up, and then you can go watch Cam Coleman and Perry Thompson warm up. And and don't take my word on it. You tell me what's different. You remember the catch he had against Baker in the corner of the end zone How when he I? laid never, out? Yeah, I'll never forget it. <laughs> I jumped up and I said, "Bro, we got a dog. We got a dog." I said, yeah. "That kid, unbelievable, man." Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maryland's defense. I think the. I think the meat and potatoes of their defense is up front. I think they're a little sketchy on the back end. Um, I, I think, J, if I'm not mistaken, J.J. McCarthy had a pretty good day against them. Uh, I think uh, the Drew Aller kid up at Penn State had a pretty good day against them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think the meat and potatoes of their D is stopping the run. Uh, and they're going to try to stop the run. They're going to try to make PT throw the football. Um, but I think their back end is a little shaky. I think Auburn could have if, – if Auburn has success on the ground, it's over. Like right. I, I think if, if Jarquez and Damari come out and PT's using his legs and Auburn's picking up, you know, four or five yards of carry, I think this thing could get ugly. Um, but – I, I'm with you, man. Like, I mean, is Peyton going to come out and throw it 25 times? I doubt it. You know, I, I just don't – I don't think that's part of the game plan for Auburn. Uh, but I, I do think Auburn could make some big plays, man, down the field. I really do. Uh, and, and I know with VAR being out, it sucks. But you still got Jay Fair, man. You yeah. still got Caleb Burton. I think this is going to be Caleb Burton's coming out part. Got to be, Blake. It's got to uh, be. Oh, that kid a damn ball, man. Man, elite route runner. Elite route runner. I know sometimes it looks like he's slow and everything, <laughs> uh, but the dude is good, man. Anytime you can get a guy from Ohio State at the receiver position, uh, and you just watch him. Every time he gets on the field, he's wide open. Right. Every every time he got on the field this year, I know it wasn't much, <laughs> but every time he's on the field, he is wide open. And so uh, elite route runner, I think it could be his coming out party. Yeah, I hope so. And think about this one, Caleb. He got on the field, according to our head coach, Hugh Free said, because of how great he was doing in practice. Well, look who he was going up against practice every day. 
DJ James, Nehemiah Pritchard. I mean, we got a good secondary. So if he was having multiple weeks of good practices, if he came on strong in the second half of the season versus our secondary in practice, I feel pretty good about him. Our guy, AU, AU Tiger Blogging, said, uh, all right, folks, hit that like button. For sure, for sure, man, we really appreciate you. Uh, listen, we love the subs. Our subs just continue to grow to all our new subs. Thank you to all our day one subs. We love you. Thank you. That means the world to us. Uh, the views mean the world to us, but it, should, it helps us out too, man, if you just smash that thumbs up button. You would be surprised how much that helps us out, just that real quick, hitting that button. About five more minutes, guys. We're going to get out of here. Get your last-minute thoughts and comments in here. I got a couple more that I wanted to get to. Um, Knox said, bet, got your boys. Would love to go to a baseball game, too. You got to, bro. You got to. Um, we are really going to – we told you how many times we're really going to pump the baseball when it comes time. I will say this. Go to the Warports channel and watch Mike G sit down with our guy, Butch Thompson. Um, look up the re-innovations that are coming to Plainsman Park. Yeah. Uh, we're so behind the LSUs, the Arkansas, the Ole Misses, the Mississippi States in baseball, the South Carolinas, the Floridas, the Tennessees. I could go on and on and on about where we are, not in play, not in talent. We beat these teams. We, we've hosted regionals back-to-back years. So we're where we need to be on the diamond, but the fan base, the fan support is damn near bottom of the SEC. It really is. I mean, we have SEC games. We have less than 2,000 people at the park, okay? And for Auburn, for Auburn, I know we're better than that. I know we're better than that. I went to Auburn basketball games back in the day where there was 500 to 1,000 people in them. And now it costs 500 to 1,000 bucks to get in that damn thing, okay? So I know, I know, I know what we're capable of, man. I know we're better than that. So, yes, Knox. And here's the thing. Here's what I tell everybody about baseball. Go to a baseball game with the right mindset. Don't go like you're going to a basketball game expecting a windmill alley-oop because that's not what you're going to see. But yeah. go sit down, relax, maybe take a look, you know, a step back. Put your don't You don't have to be on your phone all day. Just sit back, dude. Look, now they're serving alcohol throughout Plainsman. Have you a beer? Have you two? Have you ten? And yell at the umpire? I don't really care what you do. Um, but, yeah, man, we definitely, as a fan base, we have got to get the Plainsman Park rolling. They're putting in a student section in the outfield. They're renovations to the Green Monster. we got the Hall of – there's so much stuff coming to play. I mean, it's basically redoing the park. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I kind of went on a baseball spill there tonight. Didn't mean to. Uh, but we, we will talk about this so much in the future. But, yes, Knox, go to a baseball game, brother. I promise you. I promise you. Unless we just get the doors blown off of us, you know, 14 to 4 or something, I promise you, dude, you will have a good time. You will. Plainsman's awesome. Auburn does baseball awesome. It, it, it's uh, it's different than football and basketball. But if you go in with the right mindset, man, you will definitely enjoy it. I promise you, you will. Yep. I, I, I agree 100%, man. Look, Auburn baseball, like Dustin said, we're not behind in talent. We're behind – in our fan base. Yep. All right. That's where it starts with Auburn baseball. Our fan base is behind. You go to the box down in Baton Rouge on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you're going to have a hell of a time. You're going to be drunk out of your mind and you're going to be absolutely rowdy. All right? right. All three games. It doesn't matter the score or whatever. They are filling that place up. All right. And I think that's what it takes at the end of the day, man, if Auburn wants to be great, we have to buy in as a fan base. Students, students, that's when I went to Starkville 
and and I experienced Duty Noble uh, for the the three game set. I went and watched Mississippi State and Alabama, and I just sat back and I was like, dude, their students are so involved, Dustin. Yeah, and ours are up and walking around and not really getting into it. We got to get involved, man. Everybody, it's 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 a joint thing, man. Uh, and and if you're if you want to play on your phone or whatever, go down to Tiger Terrace, pull you out a lawn chair, get you some right. Cracker Jacks and a mm-hmm. beer, and and sit out and you know pull out a newspaper or whatever, watch it and 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 you know not really give a damn about what's going on in the field. Just have a great afternoon at the ballpark, uh, you know. I think Auburn baseball is going to be fun this year. I really do. And and it was fun last year and, and a couple years before. But this year, this team has a chance to be great. And I want to – I made excuses the first two times that we went to Omaha with Butch. I made excuses and say, oh, well, I'll just go the next time because I didn't believe that we could win it. I said, oh, you know, I'll, I'll just go the next time when Auburn goes. But it's so hard to get to Omaha, Dustin. But I think this year this team can win the College World Series. That's how high I am on them. I've already watched them play twice in fall. I went over to Biloxi. I watched them play. They're good. All right. They can be great. The Auburn baseball team could win a national title this year. And I'm not selling you short. I'm not saying it because I'm a homer. Um, And I'll be the first to tell you I'm the biggest Auburn homer there is. But – I'm telling you right now, this team could compete for a national championship in Omaha, Nebraska. So buy into Auburn baseball. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I co-sign everything you said. Knox said, excited to see Asante and Keys played it. Look, bro. Yes, yes, we need them together. You know, that Keys injury really hurt us, man. And shout out to all the linebackers. I say all of them, all three that didn't come out the game for that duration of time. But yeah, I'm fired up to see a healthy Eugene Asante, a fully healthy Austin Keys, and. um and they're returning. They're know, returning, yeah. And Eugene is – we know, like, Eugene's going to take this seriously. Like, I got no doubt that Eugene is going to be pushing those guys on defense. He is going to show up and take the Music City Bowl like it's a national championship. That's just what he does. Um, Michael King asked – he says, said that wrong. What players will we see in this game that we have never seen in a game? I don't want to do the, the never seen in a game because I don't, you know, a guy might have popped in for some plays here. But I think we mentioned some guys earlier that you haven't seen a whole lot of. Uh, you're going to see a lot of Sylvester Smith. You're going to see, you're going to see some Tyler Scott. You're going to see some Colton Hood. It's an absolute stud athlete. You're going to see some Darren Reed, who was a big time, big time get for us late in the in the recruiting class last year on the defensive line. So yeah, those are just some guys on the defensive side. You're definitely going to see a lot of them. I think, you know, we've all seen Caleb Burton, but I think that you might see four quarters of Caleb Burton and maybe Caleb Burton gets on the ball four, five, six, seven times. I mean, you just don't. So, um, you know, I just uh, probably not seven because I, I we're not going to throw the ball. We might even throw the ball seven times if the game depends on it. But you're, you're going to see a lot of these young guys that you haven't that you haven't seen a whole lot of. So, yeah, just um, as far as never seen, I'm not sure. Now, if we get up big, I'll say this. there If, if we yeah. get up big and it becomes a backup time, um, the offensive line. I think you're going to see guys like Tyler Tyler Johnson, the young freshman. Mm-hmm. You're going to see our guy Sedna that came in. If, if we get up by 21 or so when the game is out of hand and it's in control, that's when you, I think you'll really see just a, a, a plethora of freshmen. Because at that point, like, what what would be the 
if you have a if you have a young freshman, you're up 21 points in the fourth quarter. The game's in hand. You're not going to lose. I guess you would play a senior because it's his last game type thing. But me, man, I don't, I don't care. I mean, tough, tough for you, you know. But like, I want to see the young cats get in there and see what they got. So if we get up big, I think you might see a whole lot of them. Um, mm-hmm. Boy, if we if we were up big, 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 halfway through the third quarter, Michael. I think you might see them turn over to Holden. And I think that not only will they turn it over to Holden, I like that. In this scenario, you would see Holden air it out a little bit. I think yeah. that if the opportunity presents itself to Hugh Freeze and it's not just super late in the game and obvious that you're rubbing it in, I think if the opportunity presents itself, I do think they want to see what Holden Garner's got um, in some extended time. So will the game play out that way? I don't know, but those are just, uh, yeah, Sylvester Smith, you know, uh, I think you're going to see a whole lot of J.D. I know you've we've seen J.D. over his two years uh, here and there, but he had the issue um, earlier in the season here. So that's a guy as well that uh, you've seen him before, but you're going to see a whole lot of. So, yeah, there's a lot of guys, Michael. There's a lot of guys that have not played a lot that you're you're going to get a chance to see here. And hopefully they step up, man. Hopefully that they uh, step up and they're ready for it. I'm with you on that one, Dustin. Uh, Thomas says Auburn is special. Took the new girlfriend to the New Mexico State law since she's already hooked. Auburn will rise. There is no stopping it. Things will be turned around. Playoffs by 25-26. I believe in Auburn and love it. This is a good comment for us to end it off on. If you got anything else, man, get your last second ones in here. Hit the like, hit the sub button. Um, I will make this my final thoughts, Thomas. I'll say this. Uh, I started dating my girlfriend that I'm with now in the summer. And I told her you know, before we started dating, I said, Hey, look, I do this Auburn stuff. Okay. Like I do the podcast thing and, I, and it takes up a lot of time, but, um, I, I just do, I just, I just do Auburn. Okay. It's not, you know, if you ask me what my favorite team is, I'm going to say the Buccaneers or the lightning because Auburn is a part of my everyday life. I don't consider it like a team. It's just what I've been doing for 32 years. It's just part of it. Right. Um, it's just, it's just a part of my life. And I as well, New Mexico State was my girlfriend's first game. And, uh, yeah, obviously one of the worst experiences I've ever had as a fan in that stadium. But just as Auburn and what Auburn is, same thing happened, bro. She Mm. fell in love with it. She's hooked. She's so fired up to go through this bowl game. She's asking me, you know, how do I think we can win? She wants to know about the recruiting class and how long it takes. She's always wanting to learn how long will it take for Cam Coleman to develop and all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, man, it's um somebody that's not not a, a, a naturally, she's not a sports-heavy person, didn't know the difference between a home run and a touchdown when she got with me. And not only the – She's she's kind of found the 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 parts about football that we love the strategy and all that, but just she fell in love with Auburn and how mm-hmm. the people you know just the family aspect. Everyone treated her so nice, so well, um, and she's so excited to go back up there and, and she wants to get her first win under her belt. Obviously, so <laughs> yeah, dude, I really co-signed this. Thomas Auburn is special. Um, it's it is as corny as it sounds. And everyone that's been watching this podcast knows that me and Blake are about that damn scoreboard and not much else. But I will say, man, uh, that is that is the difference between Auburn and Alabama. And that is why I, to this day, am happy that despite all the success they've had, I will not change anything in the entire world. I will rock this orange and blue until I quit breathing, until my heart stops because – 
it is special and it is uh when you're there when you're around it when that eagle flies with that tiger wall I, it all sounds corny but it's just the truth man blake you mm-hmm. said it a couple months ago you, and it's it's the truest thing i think you've ever said there is nothing in this world like when that smoke comes up and they play eye of the tiger and then so boys run out that au and that band on the field there's there's absolutely no uh, I, I i dare to say i damn near live for it i mean it's yep. it, 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 it's what it's all about so yes thomas it's special it's great uh congratulations on the on the girlfriend man i hope it's all going well and uh yeah dude let's if you're out there and you start dating somebody new and they ain't got a team get them hooked because we <laughs> we need all the hell we can get right and look i'll tell y'all something she don't know it yet i still got a little convincing to do but you know if if kids ever come i already got names picked out it's little stuff like pat cam you know <laughs> Carnell, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a white boy. We're gonna have a white Irish kid with a red beard <laughs> running around named Carnell. I promise you, I promise you. But uh, that's that. My final thoughts, man, is just Merry Christmas. I love all you guys. Uh, War Dem Eagle. If you see me in Nashville, holler at me. And uh, yeah, the the preview show uh, Friday at ten a.m. And Blake, get us out of here, baby. Uh, well, Dustin, I'll I'll put it to you like this, man. Auburn, I'm I'm right there with you, right? And uh, unfortunately. Uh, you know, I'm married to an Alabama fan, so uh, it's 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 strong around my house. Uh, but I'll tell you how much Auburn means to me. My wife, we're we're planning our wedding and everything, and we sit down at the table and the wedding. You know, the venue they they put the book out and they say, "Okay, pick your date. What, what day do you want to get married on?" <laughs> and my wife points to the week, uh, the week before the Iron Bowl last year. And she goes, that Saturday. And I turned and I looked and I said, absolutely not. And she said, what? And she was like, why not? And I said, because. I said, Auburn plays. And she said, so? And I said, we're not getting married when Auburn plays. I was like, period. (laughs) And she said, well, they play Western Kentucky. I said, I don't care if they're playing Afghanistan, all right? We're not getting married when when the smoke comes out of Jordan Air Stadium. It's not happening, all right? It's not. Like, I hate it for you, but we're going to get married in 110-degree heat in August in Mobile, Alabama, and we're going to sweat our asses off because we're not missing a Saturday, period, all right? That's just how it's going to be. And, that, and that's how much I love Auburn. I don't care. My dad told me when I was a kid, man, hey, whether we're 0-12 or 12-0, and 0, all right, you got to live for it. And you got to stay on the boat, man. You got to you got to rep Auburn. You got to love Auburn. Basketball, football, baseball, man, everything. And, and I can honestly say, man, I'm tuned in. Football, basketball, baseball. Uh, I try to watch as much uh, gymnastics, women's basketball. I try to keep up with it all, man, just because the softball team, like everything, I try to keep up with it all. Uh, honestly, man, I, I love Auburn, you know, with all my heart, man. Right. And, and you know, I just had a son, and, and how much it means to me is I, I'll be honest with you. We were eating Christmas dinner, and my grandmother looked at my son, and, and she said, Roll Tide, Levi. And I said, Uh-uh. I said, Stop. <laughs> And she looked at me and she said, what? I said, stop right now. 
And I said, I've waited my whole life for this. Mm. And there is no damn way I'm going to let my son grow up to be an Alabama fan because I want to walk into Jordan-Hare Stadium. All right. I want to walk into Jordan-Hare Stadium with Levi. All right. Holding my hand and saying, hey, this right here is what it's all about, man. All right. I watched Cadillac Williams as a kid, as a teenager, man. All right. My dad took me up to the Kentucky game where he ran for 150-plus yards mm. and he went off and everything. Like, my dad took me to those games, all right? And I want to do it with my son. Last thing I'll say, Dustin, before we get out of here. Perry Thompson dropped that documentary, bro. Mm, and yes, uh, I'm going to tell you all something. There's no way you can't root for the kid. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I put on Twitter the other day, and if you're not from down here, you know, everybody wanted to make it seem like Foley, Alabama is just, just some amazing place, all right? But guess what? There's parts of Foley, Alabama that aren't amazing, all right? <laughs> yeah. And I know it sits right next to Gulf Shores and Orange Beach and all of that, but there's parts of, of Foley, Alabama where, guess what? Folks have got to get it. They got to get it out the mud. Right. And what we saw in that documentary – was you saw a kid that never hung his head because of what he come from, all right? So many people out there in today's time could have said, man, I'm just, you know, I'm just not going to be anything. You know, I, I don't have the support. I might not have this. I might not have that. But Perry had a circle around him. Perry had uncles, all kind of family members around him, man. Granny, Mama, everybody was there for Perry and said, "Hey, look, you gotta get in the trenches and make it happen. You gotta go to work," and that's what he did. Because we live in a time right now where people people want everybody to feel sorry for him. Oh, you know, poor little guy over here, man. He he's yeah. just had such a tough life. Nah, that ain't what Perry's about. Perry's about getting it out the mud, bro. Going to work. One of the most humble people that you will ever see. And he got it. He got it like that, man. My uncle is from, he's from over there and he will tell you straight up when he talks to people from Foley high school, they say, man, you will never know. If you didn't know who Perry Thompson was, you would never know he was a five-star wide receiver because he ain't the type of person to brag on himself. Mm. He ain't the type of person to toot his horn. Nothing. He gets in the, he, gets in the weight room, he gets after it, he trains every day, he busts his ass, and he makes it happen. And every kid out there, if you're watching this podcast or you or you see Perry on TV, you should strive to be like Perry Thompson, man. Because a lot of kids in today's time would give up. They would freaking give up. Yeah, for sure. But Perry don't, man. And, and, and uh, you know, Alabama fans can say whatever in the hell mm -hmm. they want to say about – uh, you know, uh, he he had this and he had that and we didn't want him or whatever. Man, I don't give a damn. You lost. You right. lost. He trolled you for months, all right? He trolled you. And and he even put the hat on top of his head and slung it off and, and opened up the Auburn jersey. He trolled you. Get over it. He's going to Auburn. He's going to strive at Auburn. He's going to do great things. Be proud of the kid, man. I know I'm from Mobile. He's from across the bay. I'm supportive of him. I've already went on his NIL shop and bought something from him uh, because that's how I am, man. Anytime a kid is from my area, I'm going to show out for that kid. And, by God, if you're an Auburn fan, you will love Perry Thompson.
Yeah, for sure. That was great. I appreciate Perry putting that out. Um, I think you saw like why Hugh Freeze is so successful. Um, you saw why Marcus Davis has such a successful recruiting class. Yep. And yeah, man, it's uh it's relatable for a lot of people. And uh yeah, so we're obviously pulling for that kid. You better never you better not ever talk, better not ever talk down about Perry Thompson around me, boy. I'm telling you right now. Uh James Barnett with a good point, man. Then we'll get out of here and real quick. Uh, Thursday, Thursday, I got the uh, Around the Plains pod coming for JV and Varsity members, so be on the lookout for that in your feed. Uh, but James says, that's why I don't down these kids. You never know what these kids have been through or where they come from. That's why going beyond criticizing outside the field is a no-go in my book, just my opinion. Yes, sir, James. Um, we're going to keep it real here on this podcast. You all know that by now. But I feel comfortable saying that in the year we've been doing this, we have never uh, talked down about somebody outside of – outside of the playing field, the court, the diamond, whatever it may be. Um, sports are sports, right? And, uh, you know, we talk about Michael Johnson not being able to make those outside catches. Guess what? We Everybody we've ever talked to said Michael Johnson is one hell of a kid, right? Yep. So, like, wish him nothing but the best um, in his life. So, yeah, James, this is the way we operate. We 100% believe in this um, for sure. So, and it's hard, bro. It's hard to go out there and perform in front of 90,000 people, like, you know, so we, yeah, you got to keep it on the field, man. Uh, appreciate everybody joining us tonight. Awesome crowd, awesome, awesome crowd. If you're watching it on replay, I know we went super long, but hey, man, this thing was jumping and we missed you guys, bro. We missed you. Yeah. So we'll be back Friday at 10 a.m. for this bowl game preview. And then I will head up to Nashville. So I'll see y'all there, man. Uh, Ward Dan Meagle, we'll be back Friday. We're out of here. Ward Dan, baby. <laughs>